Hi there, I'm life coach Michelle Davis, and you're listening to my podcast, Decide Already, where I share all of my best tools and tips for creating the life of your dreams, one you'll love. And I'm talking every area, love, fun, relationships, career, family, health. Yes, every area. I'm super excited that you're here. So what are you waiting for? Decide already and let's get started. Yes, please. Let's get started. I am so happy that you have decided to focus on the most important business there is, and that's the business of your life. And even if you've never thought about your life like a business, that's what it is. It's a business. And in order for a business to be successful, it needs to know its values. It needs to have a plan and goals that align with those values. It needs to have processes for being organized and strategic. It needs to have a board of advisors and pay attention to its finances and allow its employees, that's us, to have time off, to have sick leave, and even take breaks. That's why when I start off with a new client, I like to make sure certain foundational skills and tools are in place before we really get going. First of all, this episode is all about balancing out your life but we'll get to that in just a second. I want to start by something that we may not be aware of, and that is resilience. It's so important to make sure you actually have it, but what is it? Resilience would be the ability to adapt when there is risk or adversity or to bounce back from setbacks or trauma or high stress, or how about the year we've all been having? If you have a good amount of resilience, you will be successful in doing that. But if your resilience is low, you'll find that you are a little bit more irritated, that you get angry easily, that you might have persistent illnesses. You get sick all the time. You might even have some insomnia. You could be moody or reckless or have poor memory. But the great news about resilience is that you're not born with it. You actually develop it. And there are some leading indicators that we look at in the development and maintaining of resilience. And those are self-care, active problem solving, your outlook, meaning and purpose in your life, and your social network. I always say that the self-care is fundamental to everything else. If you're not taking good care of yourself, you know what, the rest of the stuff isn't going to line up anyway. So let's look at that. How is your daily activity? Are you getting up out of the chair and having at least 30 minutes of activity every day? How about your sleeping habits? Are you getting enough sleep at night? Sleep is super critical to almost everything you do. It affects your immune system, your emotions, your mood, your memory, and your ability to make decisions like how much you're going to eat or how you're going to react to something that just happened. In addition to sleep, we all need to take breaks, breaks from stress, Make sure we have your lunch break every day. And speaking of lunch break, your diet is super important. What are you eating? Is it healthy? Is it balanced? Are you even eating it on a schedule? Or are you just kind of eating whatever you can find and whenever you have a moment? Self-care, self-care, self-care. I can't say that enough. This business of our life is all based on us. So self-care is number one. Number two would be the act of problem solving. 
and that's stuff like: Have you set goals? Have you been able to maintain your boundaries or have some self-control? Are you overwhelmed? Do you allow things to overwhelm you, or are you able to say no? Do you stay in the present moment? Do you recognize when you've left it, or do you know how to even get back if you have? All of that stuff—that's active problem solving on the day to day—and those are things we are definitely going to be looking at in this episode and the next. Another one would be your outlook. Is it positive? Is it you're having a good day until something happens for like two minutes, and now the whole day shot? The whole day is bad, even though it was only just a couple minutes of the day wasn't perfect. Or are you able to reframe it and get yourself back into seeing something from a positive viewpoint? Because your perception is everything. What about gratitude for what's going great in your life? Maybe even keeping a gratitude journal—that's a great practice too. Another area we look at for resilience would be social support. How are your relationships doing? How is it with your family and your friends? What about your coworkers? Do you make sure those relationships are nourished and that you actually are having some time in your overly busy life to maintain them? What about your meaning and purpose? Are the areas of your life balanced? Because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket and then have that basket fall apart. That's why resilience is so important. So that you are prepared for when the unexpected comes, that you can adapt to change, and achieve your goals even in uncertain times. Let's take a look at balance. For me, there was a time when I was very much out of balance. I always have a lot going on, a lot of balls in the air. I have a lot of interests and things that I want to do all the time. And when I was about, I would say. In my early forties, I had a business. I had a toddler. I had an older son who was getting close to finishing high school. I had、um, my mom, my family that I wanted to spend time with, a spouse at that time too. So much going on. I had my church, and I was on the board. And you can see where I'm going with this. I just was doing so many things. And sometimes when I had A lot of work to do on my business. I would take my little toddler over to my mother's, and I would set up a little play area for him, and she would hang out with him while I worked at the kitchen table on the things that I was trying to get finished. Those of you who are mothers know how hard that is with a toddler in the house. So lucky for me, my mom was around to help me with that during those times. On a particular week, when I was over, my sister showed up out of the blue, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was I was excited to get to see her, but I also had all this work to do, so it was a little stressful because I didn't go to my mom's to socialize and hang out. I went to my mom's on those days to work. Well, the two of them had a little plan up their sleeve. They had decided to do a little intervention with me and talk to me about. My life being so overfull, they were worried that I had stress and I was hurting myself physically, and maybe not knowing that that was happening because I was always on the go. And my sister and my mom are not made like I am. They tend to be a little bit calmer in their lives. They don't wear as many hats as I do. 
So to them, my life probably looked really out of control and I'm sure out of balance, even though at the time that wasn't something I was aware of. So of course, as most of us do, when people bring something like this up to us, I became defensive and I became the redhead that, that unfortunately sometimes comes out. I let them have it. I asked them, okay, then what's your solution? What parts of my life would you like me to cut out? My kids, my husband, being over here with you guys, my business, my ways of making an income, my health, my, you know, my working out, all of these things. I just started listing them off and I still remember the way they looked at me like, no, we don't want you to cut any of those things out. And they didn't have a solution either. They just said, no, no, no. Uh, okay, we get it. We get it. And, and the topic just kind of got squashed at that point. They never brought it back up. And even though I really felt like they were wrong, out of line, actually, it did make me think about it. I do do a lot of things and I was always on the go. And I did worry, what if I do have that type A personality and I have underlying heart conditions or something that I'm just not aware of? because I'm running at such a hot pace all the time. I think that was the first time that I actually started to look at how my life was balancing out, even though I wasn't calling it that then, and I wasn't aware that that's actually what I was doing. I just started taking a little bit of inventory about how much time am I spending on my business? How much time am I actually spending with my mom? I know I'm over here, but I'm really not spending time with her. I'm working. She's spending time with my child. And I can remember my mom always trying to get my attention or pointing out different shows that she was watching and how much she loved them. And I could tell that she wanted to share them with me, but I was just so busy. And boy, what I wouldn't give for that time with her now. That was the first time I had that realization that, that I had all of my eggs in one basket. And if you're like that, I want you to take that quick inventory of your life looking at that life balancing chart. It's a super simple exercise, but it will reveal to you the areas of your life that you most need to pay some attention to. And the values exercise. I believe that without knowing those core values, you will not make the right choices in your goal setting and the things you're saying yes to. Another thing that I would start my clients doing, and I would love to see you spend some time on, would be to cast a vision for the different areas of your life. There are several ways you can kind of draw that out of yourself. One way is to ask yourself different questions, like, if I could do, have, or be anything I want, what would that be? Or what are the 10 things you most enjoy doing? If your life were ending, what would you regret not doing, seeing, or achieving? While that works for some people, it doesn't necessarily work for me. I'm the kind of person that gets stalled out when a question is asked of me sometimes, especially if I don't already have the answer ready to go. So I prefer to do something that's called a day in the life of me. And that's just where you kind of spend some time visioning, daydreaming, so to speak, about what a day in your life might look like. I usually would start off with waking up in the morning, asking simple questions like, how would I wake up? Would I wake up to an alarm? Would I wake up naturally? Would I have gotten enough sleep the night before that I just naturally wake up? Do I 
have to get up early in the morning and do something? Do I work out first thing? Do I have a job to go to? Do I have a business to run or do I wake up later in the day? You see what I'm saying? You just kind of keep building your day like that. I'll move the vision into the morning routines. Like what are my kids doing? How am I getting everyone off to school? Do I take them? Do I have uh, an office that I go to or the vision I wrote for myself nine years ago? had me moving into an office in my own home, which I actually have today. So these visions are very powerful. Spend some time looking at the different areas of your life and just daydream how you would like that to look and see if that might work for you. The third option, I like to call it the wild goal brainstorming option. And that's where you just take one piece of paper and you write out all the wacky, wild, things that you want to be, do, and have, and the normal ones too. But just don't limit them. Don't think about it. Just list them as fast as you can. Anything and everything from big to small, at least 50 things as quickly as you can on one piece of paper. So nothing is ruled out from the mundane to the extreme. Just let your stream of consciousness Write down everything and don't worry about duplicates, silly or meaningless answers. Those are all just fine. Once you've completed that part of the exercise, you're going to discover which goals are most meaningful for you. And it's really simple to do. You look at each of the areas and you compare it to the life balancing chart and rate them based on how many of the areas of your life it would improve. So the top 10 things that you have listed on your list that would improve your life the most, those are the top 10 goals that you move forward with in your vision. So simple enough, three different fun ways to kind of cast your vision. Now you've got your life plan, balancing out your life and your values and starting to cast a vision Okay, so that's a lot in one episode. Take your time to really work on the different tools that have been put out here. Hopefully you kind of came into this episode already working on your life balance chart and your values, which are again available on the group page, both on Facebook, LinkedIn, and on the website. But now you have your vision casting. This is going to take some time and it's going to be fun to just kind of daydream and play in your the vision of your life from every area, from your career, your money, your health, your relationships with your friends and family and significant other. And if you don't have one yet, how is that relationship for you? Also in the area of personal growth, your fun, your vacations, your relaxations, and your physical home and work environments, all these different areas. Spend some time playing in those visions, and that way we can focus and know where we're going while we create the life of our dreams. I'm so happy you've joined me on this podcast and you've made it part of your day. Looking forward to the next one. Thank you for listening to Decide Already, a grown-ass woman's podcast. I really enjoyed sharing with you a little bit about who I am and what this podcast is all about. I invite you to join the Decide Already group for women on Facebook. 
to stay connected with me and have access to all the tools and units that go along with the upcoming episodes. Remember to share this podcast with other grown-ass women in your life and to invite them to the Facebook group as well. Until the next episode, I'm sending out a whole bunch of love. Take care, stay safe, and God bless.